Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. I'm Debbie Corlitis, your host, and thank you moms for joining us again this week, right? Every week we gather together to inspire, encourage, and educate each other in our journey through motherhood. We believe that liberty begins at home and that we as mothers are gifted with the incredible blessing of raising the next generation. Well, right on the top of today's episode, I want to let you know about today's show. It's truly a shocking story of how the FBI raided a homeschool mother's home in Colorado for basically standing up for election integrity and challenging some of her local school board's decision. I mean, it's an incredible story that will leave you a bit speechless, somewhat outraged, but actually quite inspired when you hear this mama's story. But before we get started, let's take care of a little bit of business first. For those of you that are listening for the first time, I want to invite you to stop by our mom memo by visiting our website at momsforamerica.us. Again, that's momsforamerica.us. This is how we all stay connected. Also, please become a podcast subscriber. We're really doing great on the podcast, so this is so exciting. We are on all the podcast formats. We're also on YouTube and Rumble, and we have been recently added to the Charisma Podcast Network, so more exciting news. We release our podcast each week on our website as well, so you can find it all there. Uh, We'd appreciate it if you share and like and tell your mama friends about Moms for America, share a podcast, and of course, all the resources on our momsforamerica.us website. What we want to do every week, we want to educate and inspire them as well as we believe that the mamas are truly going to save our country. Well, let's talk about today's episode. I gave you a little tease in the beginning of the show, but as we have recently seen, many of our moms all across the country have become personally engaged in the battle to protect parental rights, to expose inappropriate school curriculums. You know what I'm saying, moms? They want to reveal harmful state laws, and they want to defend their family's freedom. Like we have said so many times, the moms are truly going to save the republic. It's the mama's voice that will expose the darkness and defend our God-given rights. Well, this mama bear that we're going to be talking to today is a homeschool mother of four, a part-time makeup artist. Uh, She has her own business. She's a wife and an American loving mom. Sharona Bishop, also known as America's mom, I mean, do we love that? Was homeschooling her children one morning in November when a knock on the door turned into the FBI busting down her door and handcuffing her and her husband. You may be asking, what did she do? Well, Sharona was asking that very same question that morning. What is going on? We're going to have a chance to hear her amazing story and all the details of that shocking morning. So let me go ahead and welcome this mama to the show. Welcome, Sharona, to the Moms for America podcast. Oh, Debbie, thank you so much for having me on. This is such a blessing. I can't even believe I had the pleasure of meeting you at Mar-a-Lago. Yes. The Mothers of America, uh, the awards that you guys did there, that was such an amazing experience. And um, I hadn't been aware of you guys until just recently. And so I have to tell you that I I felt like a load was lifted off my shoulders. There are all these mothers all over the nation who've already found each other who are working and doing the same thing um, that I felt like I was doing on an individual level here. So it's really awesome to be here with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. 
It is. And I did meet you there. And I remember somebody pulled me over and said, you've got to have Sharona on the podcast. Wait till you hear her amazing story. Um, so I'm so glad you had some time in your schedule to join us because, and like you just said, there is a sisterhood when we know that this mama is fighting and this mama is fighting and we're right in the trenches together. We may be states far apart, but we all know that there is something incredibly wrong going on and that if we don't step up, who, who knows what the future will hold? I mean, it does not look good. But before we get into your story, tell me a little bit about the Bishop family. We always love to meet our moms. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that I'm a homeschooling mother and I am a homeschooling mother under duress. <laughs> I didn't have a vision for homeschooling. I just, um, our kids were doing great. We live in a small community. I felt like things were going really well. Um, but when the COVID policy started in March of 2019, um, and they wanted all the kids to be on laptops, I don't do that stuff. I don't do the tech, the gadgets and all that stuff. Um, and I had wanted our kids to have a classical education. My older two were able to experience that and wanted more of that for my younger two. So we just decided we'll do it ourselves. We can figure this out. And so for the last two years, we've been homeschooling our youngest two. They are eight and 10 year old boys. They're wonderful. They're, they're loving it. It's been an incredible experience. Um, but just for those who are listening, who maybe have thought, you know, I'm not a homeschool parent. Well, I, I still, honestly, some days I'm like, oh my gosh, and I'm sure everybody goes through that, but it was under duress. And so for those who have a vision for it and they map it out and they just got this passion for it, I'm so thankful for you guys because I, I get to use your resources now. So it's so great. Yay, um, we love that. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and then our 17-year-old son, he's a junior at our local high school and nice. he's doing, yeah, he's doing well. He actually was not there that morning. And I think that's kind of been um, a challenge for him. He's um, a, such a great kid. He's a great student, a tremendous athlete. And, um, you know, we've, as we've gone through this experience together, he was the one that wasn't there. And I think that's kind of weighed on him. And I'll share a little bit about that later. And then our daughter is 18. She just graduated last year and she is just doing amazing. Um, she's just an incredible light. And, and during this whole experience, especially, she's just been super committed to doing and being whatever she needs to be and do for mm -hmm. us, for this family and for the larger picture. You know, you finally understand the bigger picture of what your parents have been trying to do when you have an experience like this. So my mm -hmm. husband works in judicial. He's been in criminal justice for over 20 years. So we've always been a very much a pro law enforcement back the blue. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, this has been our lives and we absolutely still support them um, regardless of what's happened, what's occurred to, with us. The alphabet agencies are a little different, you know, than your local uh, community corrections or judicial or, or those sorts of things. Local is always best. Um, and so he's he's been tremendous. And we just we're very, very happy. And we're very uh, we feel very, uh, you know, purposeful in our existence. And even though what we're going to share today is pretty alarming, um, all it's done is made us be more focused, right. we've gotten more clear about right. why we're doing what we're doing. And um, it's really exciting, honestly. It's been mm. a very exciting life. <laughs> well, you are an incredible mom because uh, I, I know that this story, some moms are going to say, well, I can never do that. I could never, I could never. But you know what? When things knock on your, not, not knock on your door, I don't want to use that one because somebody, the FBI knocked on your door. But when opportunities mm. come up in your home and you see what's happening with your kids, you're concerned about education. I mean, when my son went to Zoom and for the whole year with COVID, 
It was horrible. We took them out. We did private school. I mean, you, you just know what's working for your home and you know what is alarming. So let's talk a little bit about how did you personally get involved in this battle for freedom? This just didn't happen in November. You were, you know, an American mama here. So what, what, what sparked you to say something is not right and I'm going to be a part of a solution in my community and for, for, my, for my children? In 2016, our older two children convinced us that they needed to be in public school for middle school and high school so they could make friends and they wanted to have the high school experience. And we lived in a small enough town that we thought, you know what, it'll be all right. We were pretty solid with our church community. And um, I, you know, I worked from home, so I really felt like this, this could work out. It was a very brief amount of time before I realized that the public school system is um, broken. Uh, my child went, my my son went from doing, um, you know, work based on his ability. So some things were high school, even though he was in sixth grade, to being third grade across the board for everybody. He was doing third grade English at sixth grade level when he had been doing high school work prior to that. And what? I just realized this is, and so he started getting in trouble. And um, I realized there was no discipline at the school. I went and uh, he actually had a, a situation where he was very disrespectful to a teacher and um, to protect him, I won't say what he did, but uh, they were going to do anything about it and so I went down there to the school yeah and I said I'm going to class with him I'm going to sit in his class with him and they were like you can't do that and I said yes I can and so I did and then from there I said you know he needs to scrub some toilets this is so unacceptable what he's done he's not going to have free reign at the school just because he's bored and um, so Fridays he went in for several weeks to scrub toilets and work with the janitorial staff and they were so grateful and I said I just don't understand why you're not doing this with other students our previous school had done Mm -hmm. that you were Mm -hmm. responsible and so that was the first experience the the second one was a mental health evaluation that was given to my then freshman daughter and uh, or excuse me, eighth grade daughter against literally against my consent. I had already heard about it. I had emailed the school, the superintendent of schools and said, my child will not be participating in this. And by the way, I don't think this is a good idea. And um, they said, no problem, no problem. If I had known now, then um, what I know, if I'd known then what I know now, I would have sued the school district, not for money, but to set a precedent that the parent is in charge, period. And you don't get to make mistakes like that. That's not a mistake to give a child a mental health evaluation um, against a a parent's consent is really significant. That's a medical um, treatment. You know, you're trying to uh, determine if there's something wrong with your child without your parent even knowing. Now, um, at that time, I had told them, if you do this, I guarantee you're going to have a bunch of kids saying they're depressed. Of course. Did you not go to pick up my daughter that day? She gets in the car and she says, oh, mom, guess what? I think I'm depressed. And that was that was the final turning point, right? So that's it. I've got to get involved. I got to figure out what's going on here. This is crazy. This is our small little community. Why are we participating in this stuff? And by the way, it doesn't matter if you have, you know, if these people are Republicans or Democrats, it was a Republican sanctioned mental health training by the then U.S. Senator Cory Gardner. I mean, okay. this, this was going on across the state. And and the parents were not even taken into consideration. I had just heard about it to be able to, to step in and say, oh, my child's not going to have that. They yeah. weren't asking us permission. Mm-hmm. So no, they did that in my just... school too. They, they said, we're going to do a survey. By the way, it's optional. By the way, it's getting dropped in their email box. And you know, when kids get a survey or a questionnaire from the school, whether it's optional or whatever, they, they feel like they should fill this out. They should participate, right? Their school is asking them to. So I can totally see why your daughter stepped into this or all these children are. Yes. 
Yeah. And they're not thinking, you know, we, they're not no. thinking that anyone's doing anything negative or, right. or, you know, fishing for information. Right. Crazy. Yeah. They're not thinking that. So that was in 2016, Debbie. And so after that, we had a school board race that came up and I was like, well, we need to replace the school board. I started to understand the chain of command and pretty much um, I learned elections have consequences. So it matters who we're electing. So I better get involved in this process. Sure I voted in the presidential elections, you know, like everybody else, but I did not pay attention to local elections until then. And um, so basically from 2016 on, I just began to engage. I joined Liberty Toastmasters so I could learn how to talk without crying. I still struggle <laughs> with that. I know a lot of moms are like, I don't want to speak because I just get so emotional. And I, I really did. I went to Toastmasters to learn how to communicate and, and give speeches and talk about mm. things that matter to me without falling apart. Like you, you have to educate yourself. You really do have to learn that these are skills and it's okay um, to, to learn those skills. So uh, after that, um, I moved. Uh, we had a big life change and I moved up Valley. Um, my husband took on a new career opportunity and our kids were once again in public school. I thought it would okay. be even better because we were in this small rural country and at schools and I thought it'd be great. Okay. Well, then we were introduced to comprehensive sex education uh, and we've already had a form right? of it. It's unbelievable. Uh, we've had a form of it in Colorado, even prior to the really aggressive bill that passed two years ago. Yes. And so in 2018, um, we had a very personal, very real life experience with our, with our child because of what she was taught in this comprehensive sex education class. Those right. classes are all about consent and nothing else matters. So age, yes. maturity, your parents' values, your own values and virtues, those things are out the window. All that matters is, did you say yes? Did you say yes. no? That's right. all that matters. Did you say no? It's horrible. Um, in addition, they teach you everything, uh, every practice possible that won't impregnate you. I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. um, they teach straight and homosexual sex now right. um, because they need to be equitable. And there's no opt-in forms. It's only opt-out. Opt yes. Yeah. And same and thing so here in Illinois. Right. And parents listening, local school boards, you can change that. Those can be opt-in forms, at least to start until you get that that trash out of your school. Mm -hmm. um, so after that, I, it, that I just thought I, I've got to do something. I, I, parents don't know what's going on. I didn't know what was going on. Um, you know, I almost got put in jail for the situation that happened because I just was going to lose my mind. Um, yeah. Because it could. It's a crisis. It yes. is literally a crisis. If moms, yes. if this has not touched you, it surely will. That's yeah. just it. That's a bottom line because this is, this agenda is a national agenda, and they will not stop. No. So what happened no. then? So you said I've got to do something. Yeah. So we started holding concerned citizens meetings. I wasn't America's mom yet. I was just having some meetings and I was like, let's invite some elected officials. All right, that sounds good. Um, let's start holding them accountable and tell them what their job is, which is to defend our constitutional rights. And um, and it just went really well. The community started showing up and they wanted to know what was going on. And then a couple of short months later, America's mom was born. I was sitting at my table and I'm known, you know, a lot of you guys, that's why Moms for America is here and has been around for so long, because you've already had that fire in your belly you're like we've got to ignite the moms we we need to help them step into their authority to protect and govern their own children yeah and um and and that's really what happened we started america's mom in uh, march of 2019 and it's been non-stop since then we have helped many regular people uh, run for office everything from school board city council county commissioners congress i love it working on a u.s senate campaign and um, regular people good people who've been proven 
proven. And um, it's just been an incredible adventure. Along the way, this past year, November 3rd, 2021, we saw 10 school boards, 10 school boards in Colorado flip from progressive leftist maniacs <laughs> to conservative parent control. And yes. I'm telling you, that's been the best thing, um, most incredible act that could ever happen for us in Colorado. We need to protect our children. So that was so. super exciting. Uh, having I said that, it. though, we did start to get into a little bit of trouble. Um, our local, my backyard, they're doing all the policies. They're doing all the social emotional learning, CRT nonsense. And our parents began to push back. Um, right. We have had multiple massive rallies. I mean, giant, over 500 people showing up for our rallies outside of the school administration buildings. We've and you're finding that parents, parents are showing up. Even if oh, they're absolutely. just getting a glimpse of this now, mm -hmm. they're showing up. So you're now providing an, a, a way, an avenue, um, a way for them to message their school board because there is power in numbers, right? The, the yeah. movement, if you like you said, if, 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 if someone says yes, and another person says, I've got three more people that are saying yes. So now you are, you are there mm -hmm. in front of their school, you're attending their school board meetings, and you're challenging mm -hmm. them on their curriculum and their and their decisions that they're placing into their school curriculum, correct? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And um, at in October, October 4th, um, you remember that Merrick Garland, the head of the Department of Justice of America, um, had decided that he would partner with the NEA, the National Education Association, to find parents who um, were gonna be called domestic terrorists because they were challenging their school boards and yeah. challenging their superintendent of schools over COVID policies and CRT. Let's and say this too, right? They're mm -hmm. challenging their school board to look at things differently, right? They're not, they're not threatening them. They're not causing, they're not beating these people up. I don't even know how this got to this, that moms are domestic terrorists because if it's if you get a little bit in their face, all of a sudden it's like, well, now you're threatening me. No, we're asking questions. We're demanding a response. Absolutely. And listen, the school board is elected. You're elected officials, meaning you represent the issues of right. the people who elected you, which is largely going to be parents. Right. Parents are the ones showing up to vote for school boards. So right. for them to have this, um, this really elitist attitude that we can't ask questions, we can't disagree with what they've done and the policies they've put in place is absurd. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it's like, you can't, you know, don't, don't, um, don't trample on our feelings, right? That's, that's really what <laughs> happened is they got hurt feelings. And so they reached out to the Department of Justice and asked the FBI to start a list and um, start, start a, a tag that could be applied to these parents that would list them as domestic terrorists. Now, unfortunately, yes. in my district, our superintendent did just that. And she did provide a list. I don't know. We don't know the full extent of the list or which parents she submitted to them yet. And we actually have a meeting with our superintendent tomorrow at four o'clock. And I'm going to be going live after that meeting to, to let the public know what happened. Um, wow. Because she, you know, you criminalize people who are just concerned about their kids and rightfully so. Right. Just because the law has allowed these schools to abuse your children by making them wear masks, putting them in isolation, um, social distancing them, making them think that this weird abusive behavior is somehow normal, natural, and neutral, there it's not true. It's a lie. And so we can't go along with it. There's no way no. we can. And by the way, in government, there's supposed to be this healthy tension, this right. healthy back and forth between checks and balances. And yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you where know, do we get to this like, fact that parents just can't have a chance to or don't have the right to ask, inquire, or object? 
since one is since when can't we do that okay so now so now you and, and again moms for america we did a big press conference in virginia uh, about this topic that moms are not domestic terrorists and we have a right to question and ask and look and 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 be a part of what is happening in our school. So let's fast forward a little bit here to this morning, right? It's, do we have enough set up to this? So now, now you, yeah. a list has been handed over, correct? And you're There's included been a in list. it. I, I'm guessing now, I haven't confirmed that yet, um, but the other thing we don't talk about is election irregularities. Oh yes, election the, integrity, the only yes. Reason, yes, mm -hmm. the only reason that it matters is because elections have consequences. These people sure put do. policies in place that govern your life. So people don't like politics. It's gross. All the things that are happening in my life right now are why people don't like politics. But <laughs> policy, you know, policy matters so much. It is what orders our day. It's what orders our lives. And so when we elect people and they have bad ideas for policies that, that infringe on your freedom and your personal liberties, then, then we're going to have problems like we've seen happening all throughout America. And right. so I, that's why election irregularities matter so much. If people are being selected rather than elected, and then they make policies that ruin and destroy your life, label you as domestic terrorists, take away your freedoms, your job, your ability to have your own production, then we have to, we have to engage we have to, we have to ask questions. We, the people are supposed to be investigating these things. So we absolutely got involved in that. We started doing a canvassing project when we realized that a city council election, it actually wasn't the 2020 election that got me involved. It was a local city council election in Grand Junction, Colorado, where the candidates that we knew were just going to win, it was an incredible campaign and amazing people that were running doctors and, um, you know, professionals and all this. We just had an amazing slate. And um, not only did they not win, all of them lost by the 60-40 split. And the other slate knew 30 minutes ahead of time that they had won before mm. the close of the election. That's not possible. It's okay. not possible for them to know that. And mm -hmm. there's no way. So we took that to our clerk and recorder and we said, there's no way. Here's the woman that was present. She signed an affidavit swearing that this is what happened. Okay. We need to investigate this because this didn't happen. And she said, you know what? I was sitting here going, there's no way this happened. How okay. did this happen? So that's what, that's really what ignited everything for us. It wasn't Trump and it wasn't the 2020 election. I live in a red county. I live in a red district. I was like, well, you know, we love Trump, but, you know, other people will have to take care of this national situation. Right. I can only deal with my own backyard. I'm telling you, Debbie, I never imagined for a minute that Mesa County would blow up to be a national story. And when it comes to election irregularities, all because this clerk listened to her constituents, she decided to represent them. She took forensic images of her machine, and it has turned into this incredible national story. Well, the reason I'm a part of that is just because I have a big mouth and I've been making sure everybody hears about Clerk Tina Peters and Mesa County and the forensic images she took showing, proving that the Secretary of State and in partnership with a certain um, election company, right, that provides machines, uh, have committed federal felonies and, and, state, and state offenses as well. And Incredible. so I, I was, yeah, so I, I participated in the two things that the Biden administration says, no good, you cannot yeah. do this. You were really, in so, the, you were really on the forefront of everything there with your, I, I mean, yeah. I love it because you've got your bullhorn out there, meaning just yeah. your mama voice saying, yeah. listen, something is not right here and something is not right here. Yeah. Is it okay if we discuss this? Because 
if everyone agrees with this, then put it out there. And if this is truth, then put it out there. Right. So now these are, like you're saying, you're, you've got the two hotbeds. You've got election mm -hmm. integrity in your, own, in your own state there and in your own community. Mm -hmm. And you also have your school board. So now mm -hmm. let's, let's kind of go now to the, to the morning that you're homeschooling, right? You've got mm -hmm. your kids around your table. It's the morning. You get a knock on the door. Um, yeah. and basically the FBI, I want to get this straight. They mm -hmm. tried to knock down the door. And from what I understand, the door was actually even unlocked. The door um, was unlocked. Right. So they're knocking on the door. You're trying to probably get yourself together going, okay, kids mm -hmm. over here, FBI, how does this work? And did they actually handcuff you and your husband on your own property and interrogate you? Yeah. So we had, um, we had been doing school that morning. I was cooking, you know, doing the thing, the stuff that you do to prepare for the week. And I would love to say they were knocking, but they were banging immediately banging started on the front door at nine 30 in the morning and, um, followed by shouting. And it took me a second to even compute what was happening. Right. And boys be like, what is going me. on? Yeah. That might be the neighborhood boys. Cause sometimes they do that. And I was like, that is so weird. And then they started shouting, you know, um, this is the FBI. We have a warrant. And it just took me a second because my kids are there and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the protocol is. I don't know why sure. they're here. Have you ever um, had the FBI knocking on your door before? Like, how would you know? I mean, <laughs> exactly. I mean, no, this is this. Um, I have no criminal history at all. I have no violent history at all. There's nothing in my life that would signify they needed to come this way to my home. Um, they ended up less than a minute. My husband came upstairs from his office. I was coming around the corner after putting my boys in their room and um, they took a battering ram to my door and busted my door open. Again, the door wasn't even locked, which is kind of one of the funniest parts of this whole thing. It speaks to, you know, um, aggressive, how aggressive, aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, how aggressive, how amped up they were, um, how ready they were for a fight. And it's funny. And, and I, you know, I've only ever used my words. You know, I've only ever used my power of my first amendment and, um, I don't carry, you know, I don't, I, I support the second amendment, but I, you know, I, it's just not what I do. I, I don't care if others do. Um, but I've never just been one of those blatant people that, that, that do that. I, I feel like I'm very safe. Like, and I also have always made myself available to our elected officials, our law enforcement. Um, I provided everything that I had in relation to election issues. And I just, it was very unsettling. It was unbelievable, actually, that they came that way. After they busted the door open, my husband was right there in front of me. They had their guns drawn. My husband, you know, he was the one it's trying terrifying. to calm them down. And, and he's been on the other side of this when he was in, in uh, another position in criminal justice where he was serving these warrants and he was participating in this. And in 2013, he never went on another raid because it just didn't settle with him. It creates so much hype and angst, but that's another conversation. So now your and kids are, you, you did send your kids to the bedrooms. I did. Right. Mm -hmm. So kids go upstairs. You're there with your husband. They break yeah. down the door. Do they tell you what do they're they... looking for? What, what do they say no. to you? No, they don't actually. They pull my husband out of the house. They pull me up out of the house by my arm. I had my phone in my hand. People have asked, do you have pictures? Do you have recordings? No, they took my phone immediately. Uh, immediately, they grabbed my phone from me and put me in handcuffs. And I just was saying over and over, this is not right. You mm -hmm. know, this isn't right. I don't know. You know, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Why are you coming this way? What is this? Um, 
And I just, I think I was, I was so. What were they angry. asking you? What were they saying to you? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, what, what, what's the, opening, what's the opening, what's the opening dialogue? Hey, we're going to put you in handcuffs and intimidate you. Are they questioning? Are they trying to find something? Did they mm-hmm. go through your home? What they, did they give they you any explanation? Well, I did say my children are inside. They're in their bedroom. And, um, and I mean, I'm incredulous because I can't figure out why this is happening. And they seem to uh, not understand that my kids were going to be there. They said, oh, we thought your kids would be at school. And I just was like, you don't know anything about me or you wouldn't be here at all. You wouldn't have come this way. You wouldn't have done this. This was, this is not going to go well. And um, so I just stood outside. My husband and I stood outside at one point. They handcuffed my husband, which was, is, that is a major violation. Um, He wasn't named on the warrant. He had no part in anything. And so we'll deal with that. We are in the process of dealing with that. What did Um, the warrant say? What what, what did they present to you? What what was their... They, wouldn't, they actually wouldn't give me the warrant for quite till they were done clearing my house. So I, I finally said, I want to see the warrant before we go any further. They wanted us to, they had asked if we wanted to go back inside after being outside for about 30 minutes. And I said, I'm not going in there with you until I get the warrant. I want to read it right now. You're not taking my stuff until I see a warrant and see why you're here. And they're, they're obligated to provide that warrant to you. How they do it, when they do it is up to them. So they were really like, we'll give it to you when, when we're ready to. I mean, it was so childish. And and finally, the another guy said, just get her the warrant so we can get on with things. And um, so they had already gone through my home. They had cleared my home. What and do you mean cleared said, your home? What does that mean for us? That- I don't know. They thought there was going to be some, I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't <laughs> speak for what they mean by that. I guess they were making sure of how many people were in the home. So my oldest daughter, the 18-year-old, she was there. And then my two little boys. How old were your little boys? How old are your little boys to have this happen? They're eight and ten. And I mean, you talk about a homeschool lesson. (laughs) I mean, the proper role of government is talked about in my house on a regular, consistent basis. While the proper role of law enforcement is also a big conversation in our home now, too. And just because you can do it doesn't make it lawful, right? Just because it's illegal doesn't make it lawful. And, right. Um, is this what you're, it, so yeah. this was like the biggest lesson. What did you say to your boys? I mean, this, I mean, and, and your kids, what do you say as a mom to them to say that the FBI has now literally handcuffed us, your mom and dad on the front porch for asking questions that are not illegal and then they have raided our home and terrified our family. What do you tell your kids? Um, you know, the, the worst moment was when they came to the door my boys came out of the room finally to see what was going on. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I was standing there handcuffed and there's all these law enforcement that I've taught my sons to respect and to honor and that they only do what's right. You know, they only serve the people, you know, it's been hard conversations. I'm so sure. But yeah, but I tell you, um, they learned more in those three hours about the kind of men that they want to be. You know, we asked those, I asked those agents multiple times, do you even know why you're here? Do you, do you think it's right what you're doing here today? Do you think you should be here in my home? Um, and they, and it's a weird thing too. They kind of come in and they kind of take over your house. Like, like you invited them there. They're looking at your stuff. They're complimenting different things. And you're just like, no, I didn't invite you here. Um, you're under false pretenses and, um, and yet you're trying to maintain some form of respect because you want your kids to respect the law. 
So mm-hmm. we've had a lot of conversations. Wow. They understand. Um, they understand that the DOJ is now under the control and coercion of an illegitimate president. And, you know, wow. there's there's lots to be talked about there, but um, but the worst thing we could have ever done, and so we we said we were not doing that, was to go into a hole and do nothing and decide. My family, I don't want my family to be harmed. So we're going to just sit back. We're not going to be so vocal anymore. That would have been the worst thing that we could have done is that fear get a hold of us. And isn't that true? Because really, I hate to say they want to intimidate you, but they just really Mm. probably want you to stop. It is very intimidating. And most people do say, you know what? I'm done with this. I did nothing wrong. Just leave Mm -hmm. me alone. So so now this all happens. Just finish this off. So they leave after 45 minutes. Did they take anything no, they from were, your home? They were in my house for three and a half hours. They were oh, taking pictures of my house. I thought you said on the home. front, 45 minutes. This is no, three hours. We were outside while they cleared our house. And then they, I went inside with my boys and my husband. We all sat on the couch while they went around our home, photographing every part of our home. They know every inch of our home. They took pictures of everything. Um, and then I don't know if they took pictures of my children. I don't know that yet. Um, that is illegal. They can't do that. Correct. But we don't know. Uh, we don't have any information still. And uh, no, they were there for a long time. They ended up taking my laptop, my desktop with all my children's pictures on there. All my, all of my laptops. And they took my, um, my little, uh, you know, the little drive, little hard drive that has all the additional ones prior to that of all my kids. And they took all of that. I've requested twice now to have my items returned to me, which they've said, you'll get it back when we're done with it. Um, I asked even that day, I said, all my kids' pictures are on that desktop. When am I going to get that back? Can you at least just make a hard drive of the pictures and send it back to me? Right. And um, and just a mama asking for her for her her pics. Yeah. Her memories. That was. Yeah. Yeah. And I. Um. It's it's just a strange thing. They're you know they're pretty arrogant. The FBI in general. Um. Their interactions with us have been pretty flippant, pretty arrogant. You'll get it when we when we're done. You know. Um. Where are we now with this? Where where are we now? What what did you? Your attorneys say, what has been, do you have legal, I'm sure you have legal advice happening. Where are we now with this? Yeah. So we are waiting right now to figure out what the DOJ's next move is going to be. If they decide that they want to prosecute, um, if they're going to convene a grand jury, uh, you know, we're just waiting. I've been hopeful that this month we would know more of the direction they're going to take. And I, I really just keep reminding myself and my children it doesn't really matter what is going to happen on the outside. There is nothing that um, they can do that's going to help them at this point. When they busted down my door, they covered their tracks. They've never said my name, by the way. Press conferences have been held by the um, Attorney General of Colorado in partnership with a man named Dan Rubenstein, who is the district attorney in Mesa County. And after they busted my door and handcuffed me, did all the things they did, they had to cover it up pretty quickly. And so they did a joint press release telling the public that, hey, there was there was no force used. Nothing happened at dot, 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 Clerk Peter's home. They've never said my name. They've never acknowledged oh. what they did to my family. 
Um, okay. they, they, they will not do it because the public was not happy with that. So that's why we took to social media immediately. That's why I was like, anybody who will have me on, I need to get on and tell what happened because they know this was wrong. They know what they did was inappropriate. It was unlawful. It was an unbelievable use of force on a regular citizen who has no, there's no charges here. There's no, there's nothing here. It's just, uh, in fact, at one point, and your moms will really understand this. At one point, I asked the investigator that was present that day. I said, what is it you think that I've done? Yes. Debbie, I am not joking you. What do you think that it is that I've done that warrants all of this? And you know what he told me? He said, you connect people. Oh. From there, they took my phone, my desktop, and my laptop. Yes. Now, if I was Mary Is that Garland, against the law, connecting people? Absolutely not. And it's not named on the warrant. Yeah, the warrant says conspiracy to commit wire fraud, which is like a financial crime. And I tell you what, I've got dozens of dollars. So I'm anxious to see like, where is all that money? I mean, I think they think a financial crime or you were paid off to be loud and vocal about election. I don't know what they're, how they, right. you, you can't, you can't, know. you can't figure this out because there's nothing to connect. Right. I can't figure it out and I can't figure out the force. I can't, you know, they have wow. served other warrants and um, it's been fine. They show up, they knock politely on the door. You know, they wait for people to come to the door and they're like, hey, we have this warrant. We need your electronics. And then at my home, they just were like, let's go. So to say that um, fear and intimidation um, was the, the biggest motivation, I think that that's accurate. I really wow. do. And I'm, I'm and so I, it sorry. makes me feel really excited. Well, it makes me feel really excited because it means that the moms are over the target. When I look at what, when I look <laughs> and at that's what, what I was saying in the beginning of the show, it's like, yeah. it, it's, it's a tragic, shocking story, but it's very inspirational because you know what you are yeah. sitting here saying, mm, ah, that's okay. You can do whatever you, you need to do, but I am still standing for the truth. I'm still have my same principles. I still am on that's my right. same mission. And that's, what's so inspiring. I mean, you are an everyday mama. You know, you and I could be neighbors. We could be having coffee right now. You know, we're, we're, we're just moms concerned. And, and I love your spirit. I love that you are standing for truth. And I love that you're, you're so strong. You're, you're yeah. making me feel strong. Yeah, we can't let that. We and we can't wallow. I mean, I had my tears. Trust me, and I cried a lot that day. I'm sure. I can't believe this was America. Sure. I'm sure. You know, that, that was the hardest thing. Is these are our men and women that I respect so much. And when they should have said, no, I'm not doing that. They came and they did it and they did wow. it anyway. And I think that's really, um, that's very dangerous. And since then, you know, we've seen multiple stories of law enforcement following parents home from school board meetings, putting them in jail over the night. Um, we've seen some serious abuse of, of parents um, who have been vocal, suing parents, school district suing parents for asking questions. Yeah, we've had you know, that's not American. That's not yeah. American. You know, well, and so they've never had they've never had parents. I mean, COVID and the agendas that they're pushing parents have never really. Uh, it, it, we, we've never been educated to such with such greatness, I should say, because we now know because of COVID and it just, it really brought school in everybody's home. It really brought all of what was happening. Maybe, um, I don't know, it's just all accelerated. It just got so big and so bold and so crazy that we have to deal with it because it's coming right into our home. It's coming into our children's laps. And, and, and we're kind of like, where is this coming from? But it's here and it's aggressive. So I, I don't know. It's a new day. It's a new age. It's, it's something now all of us have to 
have to deal with. So where are we now? And, you know, I'd like you to, sh- to share your, your Facebook page or your um, website yeah. as well. So people can just get to know you, Sharona. Yeah, absolutely. So we are, we're just kind of in a waiting time right now. We do have great legal counsel and we've had incredible support. We'll continue to, to have that. It's been awesome to see that um, even my most liberal friends are very supportive. They, you right. know, they, they don't support interference of law of, um, of, aggressive law enforcement anyway. Um, and so this is only we very strangely kind of pulled my community together even tighter. Um, and so we're, we're just in a waiting game right now, but I would okay. love for people to follow everything and join us at americasmom.net. That's our website. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and um, we're getting ready to launch our show actually. So we'll have a once a week, just a beautiful production of amazing people. For example, you know, we have a grandmother who hasn't seen her six-year-old grandson in two years because policies um, the COVID policies, how they've impacted her relationship right. with her children and isolated her from her family, like real life stuff real that life is um, policy driven, yes. right? It's policies. So I'm just grateful. The Lord is good. He's given us everything that we need to overcome. And I think about there's, um, there's a song I listen to. It's been my theme since 2019 is by all sons and daughters. And it's, it's called, you have called me higher. And, um, uh, it just that. says, you know, I could stay here. I could wait here. Everything would be fine. You're going to be pleased with me but you called me to hire things and if he's called us we can fulfill it and we don't and we can be detached from the outcome it's okay he's gonna the lord's gonna do what he's gonna do and if you get to be a part of that like you're doing debbie and kimberly and you know all these moms across the country step into it do not let fear keep you from doing what god has given you this gift this opportunity um to be a part of it's not up to one person that's right. But it is um, that you have a special place that only you're going to be able to fulfill in this yeah. incredible time. And we talk to moms so. all the time and everyone's story is so different. I mean, they have ch- they, moms are championing causes every day, right? Mm-hmm. Right in their yeah. home, right at their kitchen table, at their schools, at their work, in, oh, in their marriage, all the time we're championing. So this is who we are, right? We stand for truth. We, 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 um, we're not afraid because there's so much at stake. It's our kids. So yes, I mean, we may not have your situation, but moms that are listening and you just close this up. So I was to ask you for advice to the moms is that whatever comes our way, you know, pray through it and, and work through it and say yes, because this is how all of us, our world changers and make an incredible difference. So thank you, Sharona. Thank you so much for having me on, Debbie. I really appreciate you. I do think of one last um, verse that's staying with me right now, and maybe this will just help shift some minds. The verse that says, we do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but rather with powers and principalities. You know what I got out of that verse? It's assumed that we're going to wrestle, period. We're going to wrestle. We're going to struggle. It's real. It's, and it's what we're called to do. And so embrace it, you know, embrace that. Um, and it's going to be, it'll bring you a lot more joy just to embrace it, to step into it and not try to, um, to deny the existence of the struggle. It's real. And um, I'm, I'm just so, I'm so thankful for you guys. Thank you again for having me on. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what the future holds for us. That's right. Well, we'll be following you, America's mom, um, Sharona Bishop. Thank you again for joining us. And we'll be praying for you because um, I know it's, You've got a lot on your plate and God's called you to do great things. Just like he's called every other mama that's listening. We are all going to do great things for him and for our family and for our children. So God bless you, Sharona. 
and uh, hope to talk with you soon and get an update. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right, Sharona, thanks so much. And moms, what an incredible story, right? Another mom out there fighting the fight. Amazing. But before we close out, I do want to share a couple of things because as Sharona talked about, Moms America has been around since 2004. I mean, we are here to help you um, in your home and your fight and your, um, I, I guess your adventure. Because some moms just say, I can't do this. I don't know this. I don't understand this. So I want to share with you about our cottage meetings. So uh, our signature program is called the Cottage Meetings. Through 12 inspiring lessons, mothers learn about America's history, its heritage, the principles of liberty, and it helps build a foundation of freedom for your family and your community. This is our signature program. If you say yes to that, you can get all this information on our website, plus an incredible amount of resources, everything from school board to homeschooling to, um, like I said, his history, heritage, all of the important things that we need to know and teach to our children at our kitchen table. So please stop by momsforamerica.us. Uh, visit our website. Again, like, subscribe, share this podcast. I think this podcast is another podcast that we want to share with our mama friends. Um, moms, you are so important because you are the heartbeat of your home. Your role as a mother is the highest calling because you are loving, teaching, and nurturing the future of America. Thanks so much for joining us on Moms for America. Again, our website is momsforamerica.us. We absolutely love you, moms. And remember, it's us. It's the mamas because we're going to keep changing our world one home at a time. See you next week.